Hello, Wise Al fans. How are you all doing? It is Saturday evening, 5pm, just after the West Brom-Sheffield Wednesday game, where we unfortunately we lost 2-1, just after the international break. It's been a long time since I've been on the podcast, but welcome back. I'm your Wise Al for this evening. Mr Harry Edwards, how are you all doing? Um, I'm not doing as well as I, I thought I would be. Um, you know, I would have liked to win today. Um I thought we might have clawed one, but unfortunately not. We uh, conceded late again to a Charlie Austin penalty. Um, we had Liam Palmer sent off. Clawed one back with a Fletcher penalty, but again, it didn't really didn't really mean out in the end. But but there you go. So it's been a long time. It's episode number thirteen. Yeah, it's uh, it's been the international break. So obviously. There's not really been a lot to talk about, apart from one certain thing, which is going to be a, a big talking point of this uh, podcast. I think we all know what it is. But, um, yeah, in in the international break, we all have a bit of a rest, all reflect, and we come back and try to be better than what we were before the international break. We've come back against probably the best team in the league and away, probably the hardest game of the season. And, and to be fair... We did nearly win, you know. It was a it was a close game, it, um, from what it sounded like. I haven't watched any of the highlights yet. I've just watched the goals and the sending off by Palmer, which was a definite red. Um, I think the penalty against us was a bit soft. I think the penalty for us really was a little bit soft as well. But I, I would say, as I think you would probably give a penalty. I think the other one. I think it was just how Westwood came out that it looked like a penalty. Um, it was a good good finish by um by Fletcher and and also a good finish by Austin as well for the penalties. So, I mean, you know, I I think going into it, I don't think I really expected much, but by half time or you know we looked like we were still in it, we could possibly get a goal, and I I were a little bit disappointed really. That's is the uh, is the main thing about it, but. You know, we move on to the next game. We've got Birmingham mid midweek. Hopefully, we can, we can do them over there, and um and get a result and and get back on track to winning ways. And uh, and then we've got Charlton away on the Saturday, uh, coming up to Christmas. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's bit it's a bit flat at the moment. I feel around the, uh, around the ground and around Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's a bit like the novelty's worn off of the beginning of the season, the the aspect of new beginnings and and uh, the positivity and motivation that there's a chance that we could go up has kind of um, drifted away, but we've still got to keep that faith. We're still in or around about that area. There's one big thing which has happened very recently within the international break, which I haven't even said the name of it yet, but it's it's something that's really going to probably affect us. But the main thing is we've just got to do what we do on the pitch. We've just got to get those three points, keep getting up the table and wherever we finish at the at the end of the season, we've got to be positive uh, and think about the next season so so what has happened if you haven't been aware or 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 you've um you know dropped off 
the face of the earth um, in the international break, which is possible, actually, because the international break is just... I, I say this all the time. It's very, very dull. However, we did manage to qualify now for the Euros. Um, so congratulations to England. Well done. Uh, obviously, it was very easy to do anyway. So, I'm, uh, But Nui, Nui came on and played against England. If anybody saw that, that was pretty cool. That was funny. But, yeah, now we've just got to build up to the Euros where it is quite interesting and hopefully we can... We can replicate what happened in the World Cup of 2018 and maybe go one step further or two steps further and win the whole thing. Um, so, basically, these um, it's Euros, the Euro 2020 is going to be uh, across a number of European countries, including England. Uh, when it gets uh, towards the, the end of the group stages and the quarters, semi-finals and the final, it's all located within uh, Britain. You know, we've got Glasgow on there, you've got Cardiff and you've got London as well as some of the areas that will be hosting games. So if you want to sign up, uh, if, you need, if you want to sign up for any of those games, you need to register first. It's a bit like a Glastonbury ticket if anyone's attempted that. You've got to sign up and register before you get the opportunity to have a chance to win one of these uh, golden tickets. I think they probably will be. From from what I've seen of the allocations, I think it's going to be pretty difficult to, to, to get a ticket. Uh, from what I can see, the allocation is going to be about 80% of the tickets sold on the ground is going to be for the fans. So if you say... Plus, obviously, with health and safety, they won't fill it out. So you reckon about 80,000 they'll get in Wembley, probably apart from maybe the final or something like that. But but Wembley, uh, for for the lower down gaze, will probably be about 80,000. Minus 20% of that, you know, that takes you to about 60,000. And then you half that, you, you've only got about 30,000 tickets per team. So... And I, I think it'll be even less than that. I think you might be lucky to get 25. But um, anyway, yeah, so it's they're going to be a bit like gold dust. You've got to think that that 30,000 English people can only go to that game who are actual definite fans. And there's going to be a lot more than 30,000 trying to get tickets. But again, there's a few games to get them for, so... The, the smaller down games are going to be easier to, to get than the, the bigger games like the semi-final and the final. So we'll see. We'll see. Everyone, make sure you sign up and register to get a chance of getting some of these tickets because it'll be a really, really good event. Maybe go abroad, try and get a abroad ticket. And even going to any type of European game, even maybe if it's not England, it would be quite cool. It would be good to say you've been to the Euros. So anyway, that's really good. Uh, but yeah, enough said about England. There's not really a lot to talk about with them. But the the main point is um, three letters really in this in, in this uh, podcast is the E F L. The E F L have been a big talking point at Wednesday, very recently, mainly due to we have been charged with the conduct of. Um, of what happened with the selling of the stadium to make it look like we had a profit 
on the seventeen eighteen books, uh, with with obviously all the all the debt that we racked up in that season. So, um, basically, if you if you are unaware, uh, I don't think anybody is because it's been all over the news recently, especially all over uh, Twitter with the with the Wednesday followers. But um, yeah, basically, what has happened is that we have been charged. Um, due to the the when and how we sold the stadium, that's what we've been charged for. Not um, like with Birmingham, for example. Birmingham was charged with something similar to us, um, and they were deducted nine points. Um, so basically, with with that, you would expect. Oh God! Wednesday is going to get docked nine points or 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 points deduction, but I don't think it's that simple with with Sheffield Wednesday. From what I've been um, been looking into it, Birmingham was very cut and dry. Uh, basically, uh, every team has to uh, abide by the financial fair play rules, which is FFP. So, it's um, so for example, if you are uh, you cannot spend more than what you are turning over. So if you turn over ten million pounds, you cannot spend more than that, I, I believe. I think it's something like that. It, it, it's something uh, I don't know the full ins and outs of it, but basically you can't spend more than you earn. It's it's simple. You can't run into debt. So you are allowed to go into a certain particular debt, but over a three-year period, I think it's like thirty million pounds over thirty-nine million pounds. Actually, I believe it is over a three-year period. So if you go into debt but under thirty-nine million pounds within a three-year period, you are, you are are not breaking the FFP rules. But if you go over this thirty-nine million pounds, you are breaking breaking the rules. It's you're spending way too much, and and then that's when you can get charged. By, by the EFL. So, um, a lot of teams have done this, but but the main example what we're using, because they were the first of the kind, is Birmingham City, who we are playing on Wednesday. They basically spent more than this £39 million within a shorter space than three seasons. And, obviously, that means that they are in a debt. They, I think it was like £52 million altogether that they they ran into debt. So that's a lot over thirty-nine million pounds, okay? So obviously Birmingham were made aware of this, but there was they didn't actually sell their stadium. They just full outright just spent too much. Then the EFL caught them out by when they posted their accounts in February, I believe it's normally quite early early on in the year. Um in the calendar year, I would say. Um they were charged. Uh, they were obviously charged. They held the hands up, and they were actually commemorated for for just telling the truth and saying, "Yep, yeah, we did it wrong. We spent too much. Bought too many players. Do what you want to us." So they did. They uh, they charged them nine points, and and maybe telling the truth maybe got them maybe a little bit less points deducted from from the whole thing. But anyway, that is the only thing that where anyone's actually ever been charged for this FFP. Uh, anything 
really points wise or or a fine. You you've heard of transfer embargoes with bigger teams like Barcelona and uh, Chelsea that they it's happened to them. We've been in a particular embargo uh, where we're not allowed to sign any players, so we know that type of thing. Um, however, the uh, the the main thing is um, we did something uh, particularly differently with, with it all. We've copied teams like Reading and Derby, and I believe another team. But I can't remember what team that is. But but the main the main one what people know about is Derby, where what happened is that they spent over like Birmingham, but they found a loophole in in the FFP rules and regulations that if that there's a way that you can sell your stadium back to yourself to make a profit on this. So, uh, a Derby, Derby were basically in debt over this thirty nine million pounds. I'm not particularly sure how much, but the the cost of their stadium I think was about eighty million pounds. So they sold it basically to themselves to a holdings limited, and then they used that that money for a profit. So it looked like on their accounts they made a profit. Uh, Reading did something very similar and Wednesday has followed suit. Wednesday basically sold Hillsborough to Sheffield Wednesday Holdings Limited and for 60, 60 million pounds and they made on their accounts it looked like they made a profit of point. Seven five or two point five million pounds. It was just a little profit. Like, well, that is a lot of money, but in football terms, that's not a lot. It's just over breaking even, just over. So that they they sold their stadium for that. So that obviously means that Sheffield Wednesday was in a debt of around what's that fifty fifty eight million pounds fifty eight fifty seven point seven five million pounds or something like that. I can't really work it out or I'll calculate. I'm not very good at maths, if you haven't noticed already. But it was high £50 million, pounds, so a lot more than Birmingham. So, so yeah, but at the end of the season, when we posted our accounts, we had made a profit. Now, you would say that, obviously, we were in debt, more debt than Birmingham, so the cut and dry of it would be, we spent more than Birmingham... We're probably going to get charged the same as Birmingham because, well, it's the same thing. It, we, 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 we've spent too much money, so we're going to get a points deduction. Since we've spent more, it might be 12 points or 10 points or something like that. Maybe even 15 if the AFL haters that much. Uh, maybe due to the embargoes as well. However, when it came out in the accounts, we'd actually look like we made a profit compared to Birmingham. Birmingham were just they they didn't sell their stadium they they just didn't have the money so they they were forced to pay the consequence for it but we had the money but it's how and when we had the money which is why we're getting charged it must be something that the AFL is not uh, that has looked into and isn't happy with obviously it's a loophole it's frowned upon so you will be scrutinised for it. So, it's like, if you if you do everything by the book, there's nothing to have a look at. It's like work, you know, if you make it obvious that people need to look at you, then people will find flaws in you. People will pick up on, on things for you. But if you do things by the book, 
there's, there's less chance of this happening. So with with this, um, you know, Derby's done it and Reading has done uh, Reading have done it as well, and these two haven't been charged as of yet, but but we're not being charged for the actual sale of the club. It's how and when of the sale of the uh, the ground. Sorry, um, that is the that is the the key point. It's it's how and when. Now, I'm not sure how that affects it. Whether it was because it was sold too late, and maybe that goes on to the the next year's books or or something like that, or or whether it was who how it was sold or how it was made to be sold. But it's open to error because it was it is quite frowned upon. It's not against the law of the of FFP to sell your stadium, which obviously Derby found out. Derby were the original ones to do it, and, and Reading followed suit with Wednesday. But that opens up um, scrutinising, uh, and obviously I bet Derby's been looked at, and Reading's been looked at in a similar way because. They'll, FF, the um, EFL will be like, right, well, these are obviously um, pay, paying way too much. They're in debt. This isn't right. We're getting fucked over because of it. So we need to look into this. We need to look. We need to get them out. Let's, let's really try and dig into them and let's find some dirt on them and, and then let's charge them for that. That's basically what they'll probably done with Derby Redding and Wednesday. And if Wednesday haven't done it in the particular right way, then they're in trouble. And from what it sounds like, I think we are. Now, the, from what I've seen in, um, in the terms and... Not the terms and conditions. In the rules and regulations of the EFL, if you do breach the FFP, there is a possibility that you could be either docked points, uh, a transfer embargo, um, a possible uh, excessive fine... Or even expulsion from the league. Now, I think expulsion from the league would be a little bit harsh. Um, so I, I don't think it'd be that far. But the other three, possibly. I mean, what would you prefer? A transfer embargo, a points deduction or or a, he- a hefty fine? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, with the fine... I'm not sure. I think it's a bit of a let-off. I think if, if we get fined, I think a lot of teams will, will not be happy about that. And and I think it's like going too harsh. Obviously, Middlesbrough with Steve Gibson, he's been in the news a lot because he's kicking off at Wednesday and, and Derby selling the stadium and, and not being very happy with it. Obviously, because of, um, a couple of seasons ago where Derby got into the, into the playoffs without and, and Middlesbrough missed out, because of it, and he was basically saying, "Well, if bloody Derby um, were charged and got dot points, then we would have got in the playoffs, and then we would have a chance of going up." So we weren't very happy about that, and he's just starts to pick on people, and he's uh, even threatened us. Well, yeah, I think he's threatened to sue the EFL for it for not doing anything about it. I don't know if he's actually sued him yet or or wanting to sue. I'm not sure, but. Basically, uh, Birmingham was basically the first of its kind and everyone thinks that Wednesday will follow suit, but Wednesday is also the first of its kind because we weren't in debt, but we've obviously not done something by the book, which is particular uh, to us. So I would expect probably 
if it, I mean, depending how good lawyers Wednesday have, it's looking either a transfer embargo or or points deduction. I would probably say points deduction if we are found guilty, and you know when we are when people are charged at, by the EFL, they are normally proven guilty in the end. You look at Forestieri, even though he was found not guilty in a court of law, he was found guilty in the EFL, and that got him a six-game ban. So. I don't think he's looking good. Um, however, you know, this could run on for a long, long time. I mean, the Birmingham thing, that ran on for almost a year. And that was very cut and dry. You know, they were very open to to everything, what they, what they said, what the EFL was saying about them. They basically admitted it. And that nearly took a year. So well, if Wednesday are, you know, talking about this, talking about really pushing towards not agreeing and, and fighting the, their case, then really it could it could go on for a long, long time. Uh, you know, it could be a couple of seasons, to be fair. But, I mean, if you wanted the, the points deduction, you'd want it now, so you kind of know what you have to do. You know, I think... You know, you'd like it now and then, you know, we just, it's a clean slate and we, we pick ourselves up and then that's it. But we pick ourselves up and then that's it. That's what we'd have to do. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work like that. Maybe it might come back to bite us in the arse at a future season. I mean, this season, it would probably be all right because I think we, we all, you know, I think if we got the points deducted now, we'd be like, well, we're not going to go up, so we might as well just keep going, try and try and relatively stay up, because we probably would be in a, a relegation battle if we did get the points deduction. But I think we'd end up staying up and call the season a bad job and then move on to the next one and, and start fresh. But if we obviously go this season, finish mid-table, and then start the next season with a 12-15 point deduction that's a really tough ask for next season and and what do you do then do you is it going to be a struggle to even stay up do you do you do another shit or bust what we did with carlos where we brought loads of players in bought a whole new team and and risk it and if it happens again then that's it we we're fucked but uh, i mean a lot of people are saying fuck the afl and fuck this but I think we've only got ourselves to blame for it, really. I mean, it is a it is a sorry state of affairs how harsh it is and how teams aren't advised well by the EFL. You know, the EFL should be checking on teams. I, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but the EFL should be always looking into every single team and and, and seeing the pattern and stopping it before it happens and gets to this point instead of, waiting for, t- you know, you look at Berry at the start of the season, why did no one pick up that this was obviously going to happen months and months back or years back and um, and say, look, this is what's going to happen if you keep going the way that you're going and you need to change change what's happening. You need to change something. And I know it's difficult with businesses because technically football clubs at the end of the day are businesses. They they are businesses and we've got a businessman as our chairman with Chancery. And to be fair, he has been advised poorly from what 
from what you can see, he is a business, but at the end of the day, he is a businessman. He should know better. But with football teams, it's very, very difficult. And I think he's going to bite us in the arse. I think it was a bit that season, the first season we had with Carlos was a bit of a shit or bust. It would literally push everything. Maybe if we would have won the whole game, we might be sat here in a different story. But, you know, we've just got to, as Gary Monk said in the week, you've got to pick yourselves up. You've got to focus on what you do on the football pitch and get those three points. And everything else, you just take it as it comes. And it's it's upsetting because it could really affect us. You know, especially upsetting with how well that Sheffield United are doing at the moment. I mean, they're doing fantastic. So if we obviously got a points deduction and ended up going into League One... You know, it's it's tough for us to come back. It's tough for a team to come back from points deduction and things like that. So, I mean, it's it's hard. It's really, really hard. And hopefully we can maybe find a way that we can be proven not guilty. Um, but I'm not sure. Hopefully Wednesday's lawyers will be, will be up to the task. But I'm not sure. Whether obviously if it does come down to this saying that the the stadium was not official in a selling uh, well was a not official selling, then obviously we would have been in fifty eight million pounds a day at something around there. So, you know, it would be a very similar points deduction to to Birmingham nine points. I mean, if you did if you had it at the end of the season, like what Birmingham did, where they finished, you know, mid just below mid-table and then, then the season after you, you pick yourself up. But, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough to to overcome it if if it does happen. And and the stage of the season as well. I mean, if it happened, if, you know, if we were top of the league next, like the season after, and we were top of the league with, you know, one season to go, well, one game to go, and then we got docked 15 points, which left us out of the playoffs... It's gonna be a a massive, massive uproar, and I think you'd rather sort it at the at the end of the season, or you know, once the seasons and and start on fifteen, and you know where you're at. But anyway, I think this is gonna go on for a long time. So keep your eyes peeled, guys, because I think it's gonna be a roller coaster this one. But the main thing is just we've keep gotta follow Wednesday. We've gotta follow Wednesday. We've gotta support our team and. Yeah, and we've got to appreciate that we have got a team to go to and watch every week. But um, yeah, that's a a bit of a downer to be fair today with a loss and and all the EFL over the past couple of weeks. Bit been a bit of a downer mood at the moment. But never the nevertheless, we go on to the next game. We go again against Birmingham, against another um FFP team. But hopefully we can. We can pick up three points there. Go to Charlton on Saturday as well. Pick up three points there, and then you never know. We might go on a bit of a run. And if it happens, if the points deductions happen when we're in the Premier League, at least we've got the fucking money to do it. So, anyway, even though we're probably, even though they're probably right, fuck the EFL. We're all Wednesday, aren't we? Get there on Wednesday. Support the club. Give a bit of positivity. Be positive. Be happy. And up the fucking owls. Edwards out.